Good evening. Going hokey with George Bresnahan. Friday night, uh, early, uh, first day of June, first day of July. So when I got to Guanajuato City in in, uh, 1996, Mm -hmm. I started hiking pretty quickly thereafter. uh, Out, you know, it's not a big city and and, uh, the countryside outside is is interesting. and before too long, I discovered Mineral de la Luz, a s- small town, a few miles outside of town. But it's uphill, so it is a, a bit of a, an adventure and a and physically uh, taxing a bit. Uh, the way you get there is you go to the west. It's so turned around there. I'm so turned around there. Yeah, they're not turned around. I am. You go to the west end of town. You walk out. And back in those days, <clears throat> the railroad tracks were still there, having not been used for many years. Uh, my sister-in-law took four hours <coughs> to get from Irapuato to Guanajuato. And she said never again. Then buses came along and kind of took out the train, so except the more interesting routes like Mexico City to Mexicali, right? Through Guadalajara, that kind of thing. Um, so you go out the, walking along the railroad tracks till you get to this one hill out by Marfil and just make a right and go up that, this, up the spine of that hill. And you get over the other side and just follow that road. And that was actually the Royal Road from the 1700s, maybe 1600s. Uh, So you keep going on that for a while and you're outside of town completely, kind of winds along this uh, halfway uh, up the the hill, nice drop below you. And the hills are covered with cow paths. I mean, covered with these paths, I, I I guess the whole the whole 400, 500 years that these cows have been walking across the steep sides of these hills. And the paths are there, uh, horizontal pretty much. And, uh, so you go around and then you go through a, uh, an old mine from about 1900 called Mina del Tajo, which was later bought by an American couple. They put a door on it. Uh, I don't know how they could think they had the right to cut us off from walking along the river, but they did. But we would yell out and talk for a while, and they would let us through. Uh, one time, my two buddies and I were walking in the summertime, which is the rainy season, and it was a good rainy season. And uh, we're walking up river from from Mina del Tajo up up a ways before you uh, before you uh, cut away. And um, this woman came along, an American woman, and she said, you know, you might want to get off, get out of the riverbed pretty soon because when it starts raining up ahead, if it, if it comes down hard, there's going to be a, a flash flood, per se, coming down this river, and you're not going to want to be down here. And it, it's funny. I don't know what the chances are that that woman was an angel because I, I never saw her before. 
What was she doing out there by herself? But I didn't know about angels, uh, you know, stepping in, you know, taking on flesh and stepping into a situation and walking down around the bend and disappearing. But she might have just been an American woman uh, out there hiking, but it was interesting. So we went up a little ways and then we decided to get out of there and we walked right up the side of a of the hill it was you know uh, straight up but we found a way to get up there and sure enough when we got to the top the, the water was just rushing down that whole river that whole riverbed uh, well yeah it would have been interesting to be down there uh, so it rained the whole time from that point on. And uh, I made a, a wrong turn up there. I was the guide because I was the one who walked those paths more than the others. And I made a wrong turn at this one little village and we lost a half an hour. And I'm glad my buddy didn't uh, express his anger because I found out a year later he, he was angry. Uh, but I, it was a marvelous hike because of the, the challenge of the rain. So you get to you get to La Luz. And the first time I went, I went by myself. Ah, but the thing is, in that riverbed, you um you get to a point where you climb up these rocks and there's a pond a pond there of river river water, and it's got water all, all year long. It's a wonderful place to, to swim. You take off your clothes, you keep your underwear on, and you swim in this pond that's only about three yards long and two yards, three yards across, maybe four yards long. And just great, refreshing. And you, um, you just swim a little bit and then sit around and talk for a while and the, the sides of the river kind of the canyon there are way up high and one time there was a, a shepherd up there with his cows or, or goats uh, really nice he took uh, students up there you know Japanese students of Spanish we took them up there from the language school and then you keep going get dressed again and keep going and you're um, yeah eventually the the river becomes uh, well I don't know you go off and, and you find the uh, under where the river is underground and it's where it pops up so you, you go through canyons through uh, kind of you start you work your way up and one more little village, and then you finally get to La Luz. The first time I did that, there at the entrance to La Luz was a, uh, an old man standing there, and he was the nicest guy. So we became friends. That was Pedro. Don Pedro in his, in his uh, 70s or... Yeah, his 70s. So... He was he was nice, so I always visited, and they would feed me. His he was married to Belen, and they met there, um, you know, seventy years earlier. Uh, 
God, when they were kids. And that land was Belen's inherited. And they built, or their kids built them a house there along the, the road to Kubilete with that famous giant statue of, of Jesus uh, Christ, the Christ the King, yeah, a tradition in Europe. Um, so that's where they retired because they were kids in in La Luz, and they married in La Luz. And then they went to the to the city, to the big city, Leon, and they uh, spent uh, thirty years there, maybe fifty years. Because for maybe from 20 to 70, for all I know. And we had some kids, and the kids had kids. And so when I met them, well, she would always cook for me beans. That they had two or three hectares behind the house going toward, um, toward La Luz. They're on the edge of La Luz, kind of a hillside. And he was active. He was a strong man. He had his two cows and he had a few more cows, but he would hook them up to the plow and and he had great cornfields every year. So Belen would cook for me. I ended up sleeping there a couple of times. I slept there the night that Lady Di, Diana was killed. And the guy, um, the announcer, this little black and white TV, he announced it in a way that he treated it lightly, and I, I knew that this was hugely scandalous and would not die lightly like uh, the way he reported it. I knew that it was a huge, uh, problematic death, and sure it was, you know. And Mother Teresa was able to die quietly amid the noise of her, the death of her friend, Lady Diana. And Belen and Pedro were raising a grandchild, a grandson. And uh, he um, shook them up one time by leaving. He went down to, uh, to Leon. He got on the bus and he went home. And his dad looked at him and said, what are you doing here? So he got back on the bus and came back. And I was there. And... Uh, Belen was saying, well, what are we doing here if, if uh, Daniel doesn't want to be here? What are we doing here? We could be in Leon with our kids and grandkids. Because <coughs> they made a little farmer out of him. He knew how to throw goats and chickens around and, oh, you know, talk to the donkey to get him to do whatever he wanted and get the cows moving. He, he was a regular Mexican farmer. And... Uh, Sure enough, as evening came along and the bus came along, <laughs> this 12-year-old, 13-year-old kid walked in with this nervous grin on his face. He walked right by them into the next room. And I, Belen didn't know what to think, you know, but he was back and they were back in business. And uh, what was it? One time I decided to move there, not to Belen's house. I rented a place Oh, a few hundred yards there or more in, in town proper. I rented a room and I was freezing my tush. It just, it was like February and it was cold. But it was good, you know, and I got to be in a, a small place, you know, old Mexico. 
This is the town where uh, Robert Mitchum and Rita Hayworth and Victor Borga starred in a, a film, a good, a good Hollywood Western called The Wrath of God. They did that in like 70, 71, and they chose La Luz. And it was a great film. And, and uh, the um, there's a corner store near downtown, if you will, the woman there with her abarrotes store, you know, dry goods, I guess we would call it, but she pulled out a picture when we were were talking, she'd make a torta for me, and after a long hike, it was great, and she pulled out a picture of her as a young woman and all dressed in, you know, traditional Mexican clothes from 1970, there she is with Robert Mitchum, (laughs) you know, just marvelous, so I lived there for two two weeks. I wanted to be there longer, but what happened was I I uh, went over to the other side of, of town, past the um, tremendously oversized church. And the reason that Spanish colonial church was way too big for this small town is because the town used to be bigger. You know, they had the mines going strong and there was money. And I saw a photograph of it from 80 years earlier, and and, uh, a lot of the houses that were in ruins, you know, in the 1990s were standing quite strong in 1910. So I walked on the other side of town to where uh, Pedro was shepherding his cows on, I guess, on his own land and talking to an old friend. And he said to me, when I got there, he said, well, my friend and I are going to go somewhere, but you just watch the cows. And uh, I, you know, I really didn't know what to do with that, but I just said yes. Five minutes later, the cows just up and leave. They just start walking over across the way. And I don't, I, I was not briefed. Um, so I start chasing the cows and talking to them. You know, I'm out of my league completely. I, I don't know how to talk, talk effectively to cows, you know, bring them back over here. They, they seem to know, know where they were going. Well, I go chasing these cows. I'm kind of walking kind of fast and obviously not paying attention to the surface of the path I was on. And boom, I sprained my ankle really bad, badly on, on uh, some little a spot that was less than flat. So that was that. That was the end of my two weeks in living in La Luz because I went down to, down to Guanajuato and um, got at the Centro de Salud, they, I discovered ultrasound where they take, from the ultrasound machine, they'd have this kind of gun per se. You put some gel on the sore spot and then the ultrasound, kind of like radiation or something electricity and and anyway that was the end of my but i'll tell you more later about uh, just la luz thank you good night